Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome again to Deborah's Healing Kitchen. I hope you all are ready to hear information that could help you, your family, and your community. I have a phenomenal woman who will be with me today, and I'm just so very excited that educator Jacqueline Blake has decided to give me a few more moments of her time to talk about a subject that is very, very real in our community. And so, Jacqueline, thank you so very much for coming on the show today. Deborah, it's a pleasure, a privilege. I love being on your show. Thank you for having me back. Oh, no problem. We have to do this more often. And, Jacqueline, I just want to say this. Um, I think it's really important that people hear a little bit of background about, you know, what you do and your focus. And then I want to talk about, uh, attention Deficit Disorder, as it relates to this uh, very um, disheartening story coming out of Detroit, Michigan, regarding Grace, a 15-year-old girl that is in detention, and it's a very complicated case, but I really want to go more into that after you give us a, a quick summary so the listeners will know a little bit about you and what, you're, what you do. Thank you. It's been my privilege over the last 30 or 40 years to work in the field of education, specifically with the K through um, six or eight group, age group. Um, also speaking to teachers and parents um, over the course, as I said, of over 30 years. As a classroom teacher, as a private tutor, as a consultant, as a workshop presenter for teachers uh, and for parents, and for the last 10 years, I've been the host of an educational radio show that addresses mm-hmm. these kinds of topics. It's a program for parents to give them the tools, the information, and the inspiration to be able to handle cases like this one we're talking about today. So it's been my passion, and I'm thankful to God for allowing me to use the gifts he gave me in so many different educational settings. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, you are the expert, and so that's why I wanted to have you on the show today. I'm very concerned for those of you that may have not heard of this this story, but there is a girl, 15-year-old girl in Detroit who uh, supposedly, now let me just say this, I have not spoken with the family. I'm just going by the news story. But supposedly she had um, behavioral problems, with, uh, between she and her mother, there was a behavioral problem, and she was on probation. Um, she was supposed to do her homework online, but she was not able to do that. She has been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, and so the judge has her in detention. I think the judge has actually extended it for another three months because the judge said the reason why she's keeping her in detention because of behavioral problems and that she needs to stay there 
to do her homework. Well, there's an outrage from the community about how this child is being handled in the system. And I think there's a lot of different layers to this. So, you know, I just would like to just kind of go through some of the layers that I think are very pertinent to why this child is having so many problems and she's being mishandled. So, Jacqueline, based upon what you have shared with me that you have been able to accomplish with students that are having, you know, whether academic issues, behavioral um, issues, could you just shed a little bit of light on how you were able to communicate and work with students that just really needed that kind of support and, and the benefit of your type of support in your program? Thank you. I failed to mention that I've had the privilege of tutoring for about 30 years uh, conducting private tutoring one-on-one -on -one for students like her or any others who came to my tutoring table. I tutored at the library. And what made the program so successful, Deborah, was involving the parents. The parents mm -hmm. had to attend the first session. So technically, I tutor the parents so that the parent will be encouraged and informed on how to organize the home. Organization is key. How to organize mm. the home for academic success for the child. And so we talked mm -hmm. about lifestyle changes, and these are very critical to getting rid of ADHD, lifestyle mm -hmm. changes. So we asked right. the council, we gave them a list of about 10 things to commit to if they would, and we told them that when they commit to all 10 of these, their chances of success academically are greatly heightened. If they only commit mm -hmm. to two or three, they won't get the commensurate results. And so I'm happy to tell you that over the 30 years of tutoring, just about every parent committed. And there were things like early bedtime. That is mm -hmm. critical. And today with right. the screen media, with the cell phones, the parents don't know what ch time the child goes to sleep. The child may go to the bedroom, may get under the, in the bed under the sheets, but they're not going right. to sleep. And so right, right. that's another one of the items that I asked the parents to commit to. And back when I started tutoring, there were no cell phones. It was the television. So I asked the right. parents to eliminate 100% because the child came to me with an F and a D, 100% because we want to see measurable improvement. And I had one parent mm -hmm. to challenge me. I remember, I'm remembering now what one parent said to me, isn't that kind of drastic? And I said to <laughs> yeah, the parents, yeah. I said to the parent, what grade did you say your child had? A D? I said D stands for right. drastic. He has a D right, in math. Right. We have to take drastic measures. So I tell the parents, I, right. can, I cannot compete against the, um, now it's the cell phone, the tablet, the video games. So I said, if you want to see improvement, this is step one. I cannot compete against it. The, the, um, the, the focus is on the brain. And the cell right. phone, the screen media attacks the brain. It's addictive. Right. And so when the right. parents eliminate and, and commit to these 10 lifestyle changes, Deborah, my students have gone from F and D to A and B in a mm -hmm. short while. And it's predominantly mm -hmm. because the parents change the diet in the home. They change the bedtime. They change what the child does in the home. And that makes a phenomenal difference. 
Yes, yes. And, you know, I, I think about what you've been able to do and accomplish and how I wish, and, you know, let me just say this. I'm going to say how I wish that you could be working with this with, with grace. However, let me just say, you never know what God's going to do. So I'm going to look into that. But this whole situation to me has to be traumatizing to her. And her mother probably doesn't know what to do. And as I said, I have not spoken with the family. I haven't spoken with anyone working on the case. But I bet she does not have a good diet, probably full of fast food, you know, sugar, simple carbohydrates, not getting enough rest, water, all those things. And I think I shared with you, I was privileged to do a workshop at our church on ADHD, and I had maybe like 180 people that came in, 30, 40 of them were, were youth. And we talked about the diet, and we talked about the fast food and the impact, the negative impact that has on the child's emotional state and being able to focus in school. So for Grace, she has all these different layers. And then, of course, when they said she couldn't do her homework at home, well, sometimes our our homework at home is because of Wi-Fi or because of lack of being able to focus. I mean, it's just so many layers. So if you were able to talk to Grace's mother and Grace, tell me some of the things that you might be able to say to her. And then I want to talk a little bit more about the situation because, as I said, there's a lot of different layers to this. Yes, I would, I would love to, to talk to Grace's mother and to work with her um, as I do these other parents and, and children. And the first step is um, screen media. That's our enemy. That's mm. the force that's taking the children away from the parents and away from the ability to be able to focus and concentrate. You cannot compete against screen media. So screen, there has to be some control of cell phones, tablets, and video games. Step one, and I could give the parent um, the, some of the research, some documents to read on what this um, cell phone does to the brain. Everything is focused on the brain. And by the way, the um, technicians and the experts at Google and Apple in Silicon Valley in California, where a lot of the headquarters are for um, the technology um, companies, a lot of the mm -hmm. executives, high, higher order executives who work for those companies who manufacture the cell phones and the screen media, they, this article, so you can Google it, they themselves do not allow their children to have cell phones and screen media. Isn't Those that interesting? Yes, isn't that interesting? So Google that, parents, Silicon Valley executives. Also, Deborah, um, many of them send their children to the school called Waldorf Schools. It's a branch of schools across America, and there's one in Detroit um, that I went to years and years ago. The Waldorf schools do not have computers and screen media in the school. And that's where wow. the Google and Apple executives send their children in Silicon Valley to the Waldorf School. I've been to, I know a wow. little bit about those schools. No computers, no screen media. The children play recorders. The children learn how to weave. They garden. They do all kinds of creative arts. No computers, no screen media, no cell phones. The people who manufacture and design them do not allow their own children to use them because they know how detrimental it is. 
So that would be wow. for Grace's mother. I have to give her the information and, and convince her that has to go, number one. Right. Number two, for Grace's mother, early bedtime. Now that the screen media is not in her room, it's not in the you know in her possession. When she goes to bed, she's going to bed. Chances are she'll go to right. sleep because there's no cell phone, no tablet, no computer, no television in her bedroom. That has to go. But it stimulates the, it stimulates the brain, and so you can't even relax. Exactly, and the blue light that's emitted is so dangerous for all mm-hmm. of us. So that's right. step one, and then step two would be the early bedtime. So now that you're going to bed early, and we, we recommended the parents let the child take a warm bath, relax, mm-hmm. put some Epsom salts, put some lavender, use those herbs that right. calm and relax you for the ADHD and for everybody. And I might add, right. Deborah, when I took a look at the online learning, when our children came home, I, I'm with my grandchildren, when I took a look mm-hmm. at that, we would, we would try to figure out all the different apps and Google chat and all this stuff, which is completely foreign to us as the parents and the grandparents right. in the home. I felt like I needed, I was going to get ADHD just from trying to figure out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I probably feel the same way. There's no surprise that the child gets, the parents are going to get it just from trying to figure out how to, how to work all this online learning. So um, right. putting the child to bed. So, so I'm going to need that bath too. The parents are going to need that lavender. And <laughs> right. <everyone. laughs> right. Wait, move over. Exactly. Move over, Grace, because mama's coming to right. the <laughs> oh my right, goodness. Right. The parents are the ones the parents need help too. So this COVID right. has really put a stress and strain on the whole nation, right. on everybody, but particularly parents who are now home with these children trying to figure out how to do the online learning. So you need to relax. Right. So we're bringing it down. So the bath, back to that bath. That warm bath is very important. Soak, right. relax, don't rush. Soak, put the lavender, right. use the oil use the um um, Epsom salt and relax. Then, if you can, and this is a bonus, massage. Put some of massage course. oil with some oil, some lavenders and, and relaxing oils. And just relax mm-hmm. your, your muscles, your skin. Re- massage. No cell phone in the room. Now the child can put on their pajamas, get in between the, right. clean, get in between the clean sheets. I tell my children. Right, clean sheets. There's a top oh, yeah. sheet and there's a bottom sheet. Okay, sleep between right. clean sheets. Go to bed right. early because we know that Americans are sleep deprived. And I think that's one reason why we have so much irritability and road mm-hmm. rage. It has been documented that Americans are sleeping much less than they did 20 or 30 years ago. This is adults, children, right. everybody. So that makes a right. big difference. Just those two things. Get rid of screen right. media. Go to bed early. Now, once you go to bed early, Number three, now you can get up early and have time to eat a full plant-based whole grain breakfast. Sitting at the table, not in front of the screen, sitting at the table. Mother, and let the child, we tell our uh, parents, let the child help you prepare the breakfast. In our program, our tutoring program, we ask the parents to give the child two fresh fruits for breakfast, mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've gotten up early, so you're not rushing out the door. A handful of nuts for your protein. We're trying to move away from red meat, 
and use right. plants for our protein. So a handful of unsalted, unroasted nuts is good, or some peanut butter on whole grain um, bread. That's your protein mm-hmm. source. So now you have time to chew. Because <laughs> when you eat plant-based, you have to right. chew, right? Right, when you exactly. Eat pizza and French fries and a milkshake, you just swallow, swallow right. it down. It's like, but right. nuts and seeds. How about some pumpkin seeds, right. sunflower seeds? A handful of nuts. You don't need a lot. Walnuts or um, pecans. Yeah, excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, and they they nourish the brain. Everything's about the brain. The child can right. think. Right. It's yeah, omega three in the brain is so important. Exactly, omega three fatty acids. So you have that those two fresh fruits. That's a part of my program. So on the sheet that I have mm-hmm. the parents to check two fresh fruits for breakfast. And by the way, when I was a classroom teacher at a private school where they let me do whatever I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I asked the parents for lunch to send um, these these were young children to send two fresh fruits for lunch. No mm-hmm. sweets, no sugar, and mm-hmm. the majority of the parents complied. And I told the little mm-hmm. ones, you're going to eat your fresh fruits first. You're not going to eat your little sandwich first. Fresh fruits first. It's so important. It nourishes the brain. You can think clearer when you're eating right. a plant-based diet. And who knows better than the creator God? Right. He put Adam and Eve in a garden. And Genesis right. 2.16, he told them, eat from right. any tree in the garden, all the fruit trees. So if we would give our children more fresh fruit. I remember one time, Deborah, when I was uh, tutoring, I always asked my students, did you have fresh fruit this week? And what did you have? So this little boy said, no. Every time he came, he said, no. So one time he came, he said, yes. He was so excited. I said, I said what did you have? He said, yes, I have my fresh fruit. I said, what did you have? He said, strawberry jelly. No. <laughs> that That's was his fresh hard. fruit. So now I have to tell the parents, please, a whole orange or a whole apple or a handful right. of grapes or a dish of blueberries, fresh fruit, add that to the diet. So anyway, now you have number three. You're getting up early and you have time to prepare, let the child help you, prepare and eat. And we tell parents to eat the rainbow, eat the colors of right. the rainbow. And I used to work right. as an educational director Deborah, I forgot about this, years ago at a daycare center, called, it was called the Center for Social Change. And the, mm, creative, mm-hmm. the directors went into the hood and they had a build, they were given a building by the city. Many of the parents were drug addicts and had different substance abuse issues. And we had the little three and four year olds. And this direct, uh, the, the creator of the program, I was the direct educational director, she taught these little three and four and five year olds about the rainbow and how we're going to eat the mm. colors of the rainbow. Right. And she served, she, she served them um, stone ground oatmeal. She had a cook who actually grind, ground up the oatmeal. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It was such a healthy program. That was awesome. Yes, it was. Right. Um, it was a trailblazing program. This was back in the 80s. Um, very innovative and made quite a difference in the, in the hood in that community. Um, Right. So there is a there is a relationship between diet and the ability to focus, concentrate, and to be calm and attentive. And so those right. are the first three things, Deborah. If I had a chance to work with Grace's mother, and I would love that. If anyone listening can connect me in any way, I would love. Well, to I'm, be working able to work on, with I'm working on. I'm working on. Jacqueline, I want to let you know I've already uh, made my first call, so I'm working on it right now. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Dan. Yes. Yes, but you know, I want to say this too, um, piggybacking on what you were sharing. It's uh, really sad that there's been such a lack of information passed down, particularly in our culture, where we used to pass down things all the time. We're just part of who we are. But there's been a break in that. And some basic things, just like knowing what's fresh fruit or produce and what isn't. And so our parents need to be educated again. And then, of course, the kids need to be educated. But the other thing with our children, I was reading an article about how how billions of dollars are spent by advertisers to go after black children regarding junk food. So our kids are targeted. And so what you have done is to counteract that because, you know, if the kids want something, they'll bug the parents. So now you're teaching the kids, too, and the kids say, I have that fresh fruit. They'll bug the parents. You know I need fresh fruit. You know I need fresh fruit. Or I need fresh vegetables. So I found that in my program, the kids then go back to the parents and say, well, you know, we can't eat that because of this, 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 and this. So I am so excited about, you know, what you're doing and, you know, just sharing this information at a time like this when our kids are really, really suffering. Yes, and it's so, so and I'm glad you mentioned that, if I can interject, about the sure. advertising dollars. Because in the grocery store, and I hope the parents know this, the merchandise below the waist level of the parents right. is the merchandise right. for the children that they saw on the commercial. So the sugar-coated Cocoa Pops is going to be on the mm-hmm. lower shelf. All the whole grain, right. no sugar, whole grain things you have to chew forever. It's way above your head on the higher sh- um, shelf. So parents, right. don't be fooled by the things on the bottom. And don't let Johnny know. Johnny's not going to pick from down there. Look up. Right. <laughs> Look up right. on the higher shelf. And then the fresh right. food is on the perimeter of the grocery store. And, and I that's really where tell you spend most of our time. Right. Don't go in the aisles. Go around if you have to go to a grocery store. But I tell people don't don't shop at a grocery store. Go to the farmers market. Market. Fresh right. Produce. Right. You are so, so right. You know, it's funny when you were talking about, you know, kids in, in the store. I remember when our daughter was really young, you know, we were going to the grocery store. She would ask me, well, before we get in the store, oh, well, can I get this? And I'll say, well, no. So we get in the store, and then she'd say, oh, Mommy, what about this? Can I get that? Can I get that? And I, no, no, no. She said, well, I guess I just won't ask anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know she's, she's, a, hey, Deborah, she's a quick learner. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but you are so right how they, they do these things and they, they study, okay, how do we get to the kids' minds so they'll bug the parents? And we just have to be educated so we can guard against it. I want to, you know, shift our conversation a little bit, but on the same subject. What really is disturbing, well, there are several things disturbing about this story. Number one, the judge. The judge saying this person, this, you know, the 15-year-old has to stay in detention without giving her the type of support that could just change her life and that our system is not set up to give her what she needs. And the other thing is, I think this is a prime example on why we need to vote. 
because those judges are voted into those positions. And if they do not represent our best interests and they're not creative to see how that helps the community, they should not hold those seats. So exactly. I think this is, yeah, we've got to vote. We've got to vote intelligently and look into the background of people running for these uh, judge seats because this judge is making a huge imprint on this two-year-old's life. So, you know, I just I want to make sure that people understand that, and i like to get your, for you to interject on that as well. Yes, there there's at least two elections, at least two. The presidential, which we are all aware of, but lots of times those right. midterm elections, and I was one of those who right. was not savvy, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I was not voting in the midterm. But I have an associate, uh-huh. I've mentioned that we have a radio show every week, and my associate is big on telling me the midterms is when you elect the people who directly impact your community. Yes. The mayor right. who, who picks the police chief, who somehow they get the p- policemen, the judges that you have right. to go before when you run the red light. These are the people that we, like you just said, Deborah, that we have a chance to elect. And I right. must be more diligent in doing my homework to see the person's record. Look at their right. record. And perhaps my radio show and other community organizations can give, give the citizens printouts so we can see um, who's been doing what over the past 10 or 20 years that they've been in those offices. So it's very, very important that we, especially as black people, become more di- diligent right. and um notice and pay attention and research who is running to oversee us. It's really like the plantation back in slavery time. We have the overseers, and the overseers, most of them do not look like us. The judges, the police officers, the police chiefs, the mayors, they don't look like us. The principal of the school, the teachers at the school, the superintendent at the school, they don't look like us. Right. And that's that's our fault. That is our right. fault because we, and I'm speaking about myself as well, we have not been as diligent, many of us, and I'm one of those, but I'm not going to be that way anymore, paying attention to the midterm elections. It's very critical. Exactly. And also, Deborah, attending the city council meetings. That's where they make right. a lot of other decisions as well. The city right. council right. meetings. It's very important for us to go as parents, take our children. I remember when they wanted to put a um, – uh, disposal well in our community. My children were young, and we went. Mm. I took them to the to the city council meeting to speak up mm-hmm. about why you shouldn't put this well in our neighborhood, the black neighborhood. So I had a chance to speak. Right. With Mike. I got up and spoke, and they said, "Well, it's perfectly right. harmless. It was the underground um, injection well of all the waste and garbage that was sent to our neighborhood." Mm. Which right. is another example of an environmental racism. So exactly, I took my exactly. All, and that causes pollutants in the air, and our children have more asthma right. and allergies because of all of these right. toxins. So anyway, we need to become more active and attend these meetings. So I stood up and said to the people who didn't look like me who were trying to push this down our throat, they were talking about how healthy it is and how harmless. I said, well, if it's so healthy and so harmless, right. why don't we put it in your right. neighborhood? Because I see you live up right. on the hill. <laughs> right, your right. Neighborhood. So yes, we exactly. have to be. We have to vote. Listeners, vote, vote, vote in the presidential. But don't forget those midterm elections that elect this judge. And I saw this judge's name on the ballot. I remember that name. 
Yeah, that, and what's really sad, I was wondering, you know, the people in the community that are so concerned have been protesting, and I, I said, I wonder how many of them actually voted in that election. Um, but, you know, this is the year 2020, which means perfect vision. And I think this is a time that God is giving us more that we need to deal with so we can see and hopefully that we see we can take better action and do things in a way that is much more helpful and positive for our people. So, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, this is just one of those things that we need to be aware of. And what you're doing is so critical. And, uh, you know, children and youth are dear to my heart, and that's why I, I created the Healthy Youth Program for inner city schools to teach them about nutrition and growing the garden and all those things. And you, of course, have told your students about the need for growing in pots or garden at their own homes. Isn't that correct? That is absolutely true. That's another one of the steps in our tutoring program, Deborah. Um, we talked about the breakfast, you and I, just now. But then the supper, we asked the parents to give the chi- help the child to make a raw vegetable salad for supper every night. And we tell the parents, mm-hmm. let the child, let the student make the salad. And please plant some food in your backyard, in your pot, on your patio. You can even do indoor gardening. Plant a tomato plant, a cucumber plant, some basil. Plant something that you can put in that salad. So let the child garden. Teach them how to garden. And everyone can do this. You don't even have to go to the store and get seeds. Just eat, an apple. Just eat something and save the seeds that you can plant from your own seeds. But anyway, um, from the plants, you can plant from the, the, the root right. of the celery. You save that bottom of the celery and, and put it in water and let it get um, roots and then plant it. So no excuse for not being able to plant. So we ask the parents to please give the child a raw, colorful, remember we're eating the rainbow, a colorful mm-hmm. vegetable salad. So again, I ask my students, said, did you have your vegetable salad? Yes. Yes, I had my salad. They're so excited. I said, okay, what was in the salad? <laughs> Mushrooms and olives. Okay. Now let's try something red, something orange. We want to get to the yeah. yeah, They have the little lettuce, little iceberg lettuce. So we want to teach, teach the parents, teach the children what – Eating the rainbow means, and let's look at let's, mm-hmm. and we and we sell our company also sells books, Deborah, <laughs> and we give away books on our radio show uh, from time to time. Awesome! And we awesome. have a book called Eating the uh, Eating the Rainbow. So there are books that can take children through, but you can just do it yourself. Just take a piece of paper and color it orange. Another box, color red, and then just draw right. or write or cut pictures or write the words of foods that are orange, foods that are purple, foods that are blue. And eat right. the rainbow. So it's so important to have that vegetable salad in the evening and your fruits in the morning. Right, so exactly. Gardening. Yeah, gardening, I, gardening is very important. Well, you know, before we um, come to a close of this wonderful conversation, I want to go back to a, a point you were making. Um, many of our communities suffer from environmental racism, and so there's things that we're exposed to that, does not happen in other communities. And I am sure, or I would say, I would not be surprised if Graves is in one of those communities where there's environmental issues that probably is also 
um, impacting her, but the diet would help your body deal with that in a much better way. Right. So I think that we have to also look at our environment, which then goes back to voting again, because then these people making decisions on our communities and they need to represent our interests, just like, you know, the governor of Michigan who approved that debacle uh, regarding the Flint water crisis. So we've got to think about, we cannot sit home, sit down and think it's not important to vote and then complain. And then you complain that you had a voice that you didn't use. Right. So these are things we, we, right. Go ahead. Because our communities have become the garbage cans for the, for the state. So that's where they have the dumpsters, um, the big garbage dumps that look like a mountain. And exactly. then we have one not far from where I live. Okay, and then you have the, um, I live near the airport, then you have the trains, and you have right. the waste and the garbage trucks. And so all of this impacts the air and the water. The water's even right. in our community. I was listening to my church um, talk about the water in our community has lead. And this is not Flint. Right, okay. exactly. So we, we were talking, right. our church was talking about the possibility of reopening, and they said we, we turned, the, the, the deacon said we're turning off the water fountain because the city has put out a notice that it has lead, and this is not Flint. So our water is polluted, our air is polluted. So the least we can do is not pollute the food, not serve the child polluted right. foods, the food that will pollute the system, the grease and the fat. Not tell right. parents if you want to give your child a head start, do not feed them cheese, sugar, right. or red meat. Right. Right. It's clogging right. up your system. It's garbage going in your system. Cheese, parents, exactly. if you can just get rid of cheese and sugar, and then right. work on the red, red, the red. Get rid of red meat, cheese, and exactly. sugar, and you you will save your child a lot of headache, heartache, diseases, all kinds of issues. Right. Right, that dairy, right. That dairy, that dairy, oh, my goodness, so the ear bad. infections, the asthma, the right. allergies, get rid of the dairy. And when I talked to the And teacher, I was even reading, if I can interject this, I was reading an article about ADHD and how much of it sometimes it is caused by the dairy because many of our kids are allergic to that, and it, it causes all kinds of emotional habits. So, yeah, I'm glad you're talking about the dairy. Stay away. Stay away from dairy because we are the only species that drinks milk past weaning. Right. You never right. see a cow drinking milk, a mature right. cow. You don't see any right. mammals drinking milk past weaning. It wasn't designed right. for humans. It was designed for infants. And right. in, human infants need human milk. Right. Breastfeeding is right. the plan. So, yes, right. if we would get rid of that dairy, parents, you'd be saving your child from a lot of illnesses, which impacts their behavior, which impacts their lack of success with academic performance. Right, right. This is such an important conversation, and we need to have more of this. And, you know, I think we just really need to start connecting the dots in our community, because a lot of things we'll look at, we'll look at one thing, and we'll just look at it in a silo, but no, everything is connected because when you were talking about irritability, you know, the lack of sleep, the irritability, then you talk about stress, then you talk about bad food, all of that will send someone in a tailspin if they're not, if they're really not careful. So 
we'll have to come back, Jacqueline, and we're going to dissect this subject a little bit more. I'm going to do my best to see how we can connect our dots to get to Grace and her mother. Let's pray we can do that because I know she can be helped and be put on a much better path of healing. So, Grace, I mean, Jacqueline, it's just so wonderful to speak with you and share with you. Um, please tell us uh, a little bit more about your your program for black boys so people can get in touch with you regarding that. Yes, thank you, Deborah, for the opportunity. Listeners, every Thursday online, www.saveourblackboys.net, N-E-T. That's our radio show every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern online, saveourblackboys.net. It's a program for parents, educational program, and we deal with issues from, from the uterus all the way up to college and beyond, how to help your child to achieve academic and life success. This week we're mm-hmm. honoring, it's today, today's Thursday, we're honoring um, the memory of Congressman John Lewis. And we also Wonderful. give away free books, parents. We give away free African-American books from time to time. So we are here to be a helping hand for you. And we also have services. We help with scholarships. If you want your child to go to college, don't say you don't have the money because there's plenty right, of money right. out there. And we offer a free service to introduce you to how to find the scholarships. We also have a workshop that we do, especially for the boys, how to find scholarships. There's tons and tons of money out there. We also run a Black History Summer reading camp. So we're, we're, uh, we want to be your helping hand parents to help you navigate the school system and to help you to push, pull your son, your daughter to academic and life success. SaveOurBlackBoys.net. It's on the radio in Detroit and, and in uh-huh. Chicago. So just go to that website. And you'll what see what all time is that? What time is the show in Chicago and Detroit? It's at 4.30 a.m. 4.30 okay. a.m. Central in Chicago on 1570 a.m. And then Detroit uh-huh. is 1440 a.m. at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, and both of the shows are on Thursday. Or go online. Okay, and, and, and then online Thursday, is it any particular time online? Yes, 7.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. online okay. on Thursday. Or you can get the, 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 the Chicago show online, 4.30 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, online as well. So but you have two different times online to get the show, and you, have, you can get it on the radio in those two cities. We have a few shows, Deborah, embedded on the website. You can listen to a few of the previous shows. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I look forward to doing that and sharing this information with um, our youth uh, pastor here in Dallas. And so thank you so very much, Jacqueline, for giving us that information. And I think this discussion we had today was needed, and we need more of it. And we're just going to pray for those parents that are struggling so that they will hear what you have to say, what I'm saying, and that they will have access to more resources because that's what we need is access to resources to help yes, us. Yes, yes. So thank and, you so, so much. And thank Thanks, you, Deborah, for the, excuse me, thank you for the work that you're doing in our communities and for our children and families. Thank you. 
Well, thank you. Thank you very much. It's dear to my heart, and I appreciate the support and encouragement. And to all of you that have listened today, thank you for tuning in to Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Please know that your health and your wellness is important more than ever. So take care of your immune system, which will take care of your mind and your body. We thank you for tuning in and come back. At another time, if for more information about Deborah's Healing Kitchen, please go to my website, www.debrapeekhaynes.com. We look forward to coming back to some other wonderful conversations and information to help you. Thank you again and have a great rest of your day.